Kids are watching, but at least they learning, you feel me? Hey, for my tubers out there, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But I do need to tell y'all to sub and share. Sub and share for your boy. It helps out the channel tremendously. For my potters out there, I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and I'm on SoundCloud. Across all platforms, all you got to do is type in the gab. Or Kamal Johnson E.T. Bam, and I pop right up. All right, man. Look, I'm in a little mood today, bro. I'm pissed the fuck off. I'm not in a good mood. You feel me? And we just going to hop right into it. And we got to talk about white domestic terrorism. Yes, I said white. I didn't just say domestic terrorism. White domestic terrorism. Yes. The reason why I say White domestic terrorism, because domestic terrorism ain't the right term. You know why? Because this ain't they land anyway. God damn it. It's Native Americans land. They come from the caucus of the caucus motherfucking mountains. And I'm pissed off of the shit that's going on. And I want to specifically talk about the Buffalo shooting that happened a couple days ago. RPs, thoughts and prayers to the families that lost loved ones to this motherfucking situation. And f*** that white honky son of a bitch. I ain't even gonna give him a f***ing name. His name ain't gonna be Honky Bitch today. Every time I mention him, Honky Bitch. He don't deserve no name. This is why he be he did the shit in the first place anyway. To get some recognition. Whole ass nigga. F*** him. Man, my sources all over the world. Every article, news, social media, all this shit is being shown what will happen. This motherfucker went to a grocery store in Buffalo, New York and just went on a goddamn killing spree. Killed a bunch of black people. Killed 10 black people. Three more were injured. Three more people were injured. At one point, he shot a white dude, didn't know, went past him. My bad, bro. My bad, I shot you. Went on killing some more black people. This shit is horrendous, bro. This shit is bullshit. The fuck? that honky. And, look man. I got a problem with the motherfucker how he got arrested. They pop us for the most simplest shit, right? This motherfucker go in peacefully. He live-streamed on Twitch, killing people like he was playing a video game. Like he was playing motherfucking Call of Duty. What the fuck, bruh? And this nigga get to go in peacefully. No shots rang out at him. Motherfucker didn't get shot. At least shoot the nigga in the foot or something. Bruh. Y'all shoot us for pulling out a goddamn candy bar. We pull out anything. Hell, we pull out our ID to show you motherfuckers who we are, and you pop us like a motherfucker. But this motherfucker doing white domestic terrorism, WDT, I'ma call it that. Nah, I'ma keep calling it white domestic terrorism, because I'm trying to drive a point today. 
and this nigga go in peacefully. And white honky bitch was 18 years old. This why I tell you this shit is learned behavior. This shit is learned behavior. This nigga was young and carried out this shit. He act like it was a motherfucking mission. He did some recon surveillance shit the day before, acting like a homeless man, and was just scouting out what was going on at that motherfucking grocery store. Before, the, the, the day before. Then this motherfucker go out there and just kill a bunch of black people. Hate. Hate motherfucking crime. White domestic terrorism. The shit been going on for... for for as long as I motherfucking know it, the KKK, Kook, Klux, Klan, bitch-ass niggas, they been terrorizing black, brown, Asian, don't matter what race, they been terrorizing motherfuckers for years. White domestic terrorism. They started out with the motherfucking Indians and the Moors. Came over here, bringing a white domestic terrorism over here, and then... Colonize. That's what they call it. I call it white domestic terrorism. And it's been displayed a couple days ago. I'm tired of this shit. They terrorize our goddamn groups. Black Panthers. Another group called Bond in 1980, motherfucking five. Two years before I was born in Philadelphia. Black Wall Street, white domestic terrorism. That shit hardly get talked about. They want to call it domestic terrorism. Call it what it is, nigga. It's white domestic terrorism. Oh, domestic terrorism? F*** that. This ain't their homeland. It's a Native American's homeland. F*** that white honky bitch. Bitch ass nigga. Man. RP to the families out there in Buffalo. I know y'all going through a tough time and shit like that. You feel me? Uh uh. Nah, bro. I don't like this shit, bro. I don't like this shit. This shit been going on for the motherfucking longest. And some people trying to pin this shit. Oh. What is Republican? Uh, stop blaming a motherfucking party. F*** that shit, nigga. I don't want to hear that shit. Because it's motherfucking the Democratic Party that got the same racist ass motherfucking rhetoric. Stop the bull malarkey. Stop the bullshit. This shit is learned behavior through white, racist, Rhetoric. It didn't get carried out by bitch ass honky crackers like that motherfucker did. White domestic terrorism. Then they want to look at us when we start to write the bare arms and hash our straps and shit. This is why the f need the shit. For white cracker bitch ass niggas like him. Just think of one person had they the doop doop out. Might have said some f***ing lies.
this name, bro. And they had this nigga drove 200 <laughs> miles. 200 miles. I live in San Diego. That's me driving to LA to go shoot up a bunch of people that I don't know. That's exactly what this motherfucker did. 200 miles he drove from his wherever he was in New York or whatever. I don't know. That nigga. And he drove to motherfucking Buffalo. To shoot up a bunch of black people. Man. That's why I, bruh. I know how certain people feel about guns. I have a certain way I feel about guns at times. But, nigga, I ain't a motherfucking idiot. Bearing arms, man. I'm telling you, bro. This shit is a necessity. Especially for black people. And when the Black Panthers hit the shit. See how the F... The FBI try to go in on them, talk about their terrorist group. They were never a terrorist group. You know what was a terrorist group? Like I said, the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan, white domestic terrorism. They'll never get looked at or busted. I bet you this white honky bitch has some motherfucker Google searches or doing certain things, and I guarantee the motherfucker probably popped up because it's when you do certain things. It it pops you up in the database for the FBI, and I guarantee them niggas just ignore the shit. I guarantee this nigga had other shit prior. This honky white cracker bitch. That nigga could burn in hell. Die slow, nigga. Eat a bunch of iguana dicks, nigga. I know you're gonna go to jail, you're gonna be with your little Aryan Brotherhood, but I still hope you get your ass whipped to a bloody Pope, nigga. And I don't give a f what anybody say. You spewing hate, hate, hate. We need shut the fuck up, nigga. I don't wanna hear that shit. That. I want him to get his ass. Nigga. <sighs> White domestic terrorism, man. This shit been around since the beginning of time, bruh. Even in English days when they were in England and stuff, they were terrorizing each other. White domestic terrorism, bruh. Hey, man, RIP to the motherfucking uh, people. Out there, thoughts and prayers to their families and shit. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I'm tired of this shit, bro. Yeah. The, I mean, what solution do we got for white domestic terrorism? You know, what solution I got, nigga, protect ourselves, man. We gotta protect ourselves. You feel me? We gotta protect ourselves. FBI ain't doing no shit. Cops ain't doing no shit. So Giggity. Yeah, man. You feel me? Gotta protect our selves, man. White domestic terrorism, bruh. Get this bullshit out of here. Who's side, nigga? 
Musai. Yeah. Let me get my meditation on. I took a little meditation class yesterday. Feel me, bro? Let me practice the shit. Got the open palm with the other one. Musai. All right. Y'all know what segment we about to get into. Oh, snaps. We about to get into the sad segment. And I got to talk about this movie right here. This shit a white classic. And the reason why I call it white classic, because when I started encountering white people, and they tell me about their movies that they like, this one of the movies that always came up, and I was like, I ain't never watched this shit. Pretty Woman. It was on Hulu. But it been on other platforms. And when people talk to me about Pretty Woman, oh my God, them white folks go crazy. They be like, oh my God, it's so good. You need to watch it. And I tell them, like, I ain't never seen Pretty Woman. They're like, are you from Earth? What? Do you live here? You live under a rock? What? Nigga. No, I don't live under a motherfucking rock. And I be asking them, you ever seen Juice? You ever seen Boys in the Hood? They be like, what are you talking about? Are you even speaking English? Yes, motherfuckers. That's our classics. Not this white classic shit. And I swear, y'all niggas be ripping and raving about these type of movies and they suck. Jesus this Christ. movie was trash. Alright? Since I'm a stat teacher, let me give you the stats. IGB gave it a 7.1 and Rotten Tomato gave it a 65%. You want to know something? I agree with them critics. So freak them critics. This movie was doo doo water. This was poo. This was manure. This was horrible. Oh my god. The people gave it 89%. The white people gave it 89%. They support their white classics. I commend y'all for that. Hold on. I'll give you hand class for that. Y'all, y'all support the out y'all white classics. God damn. Shit. Man, this came out March 23rd, 1990. This was directed by Gary Marshall. This cat, this cast had Julia Roberts. All right, you know Julia Roberts. I, I see why y'all, you know, like her. You know, she was, you know what I mean? <laughs> she played Vivian Ward, aka the prostitute. What? You had Richard Gere. He was Edward Lu I was a loser. Lewis. He was the billionaire motherfucker. Then you had other people like Jason Alexander. I know him as George Costanza. If his mama named him George. I'ma call the nigga George. What? But in this movie, he was Philip Stuckey. He was the George. uh lawyer that was very uh let's say the R word. He was very R wordish. You know what I mean? This was American romantic comedy, so this was a rom com, bruh. Jesus Christ! Oh my God! This is small Cinderella bullshit. This will never happen. I mean, movies are supposed to be, you know, they fictional and shit. They ain't supposed to be true and shit. But this was just out of line, all right? This was horse shit. What? Man. All right, let me get the plot of the story. Let me see if I can do the plot under a minute. Rich guy at a party, left the party with his lawyer car. Motherfucker, he don't know how to drive a stick shift. Get stuck somewhere in motherfucking Hollywood Boulevard where the hoes is at. What? The hoe was new, new hoe in town. Her homegirl was like, her whole girl was like, you know what? You take this John. Walk up to the car, hit her meal ticket. This nigga rich, broke up with his girlfriend, 
having a midlife crisis or whatever. Takes her in, and now he hires her. Now they fall in love. Love story. They hook up. The end. What? <laughs> that, that was it. That's the end. That's the end. What? What? That's basically the, that's the, that was the gist of the movie. That was the gist of the movie. Pretty woman. Whole got lucky. Meet a billionaire. Never had to work again. This nigga randomly goes to that spot. You know what? That nigga been to that spot before. You ain't fooling me. God damn it. Edward Lewis, you been to that spot before you. Magically just go to the whole spot you know where. No, motherfucker. You bullshitting. You been there before. Picking up the hoes. Jesus Christ. You do. But nah, basically, he was at a party. He seen his ex-wife. His ex-wife was married to a new guy, which was a good guy or whatever. And then, like, he had his girlfriend, and, like, the, the ex-wife was like, well, how you doing with your girl? And he like, I don't know. My love life is, like, trash. I keep I keep not finding the right woman. And basically, it was more like, nigga, he wasn't paying attention. He was just all about money. And essentially, what this nigga did, he tried to make it seem so fancy what he did and this and that. Nigga, you was an investor. You a, you a, you You an investor in company. You just a Warren Buffett ass nigga. He's trying to be like, I buy companies and I break them down into parts and then I sell I sell them off. I'm very fancy with my companies. I buy a billion dollar company and I break it down and I make more billions. So you an investor? You kind of like a loan shark nigga. You work for the white mob. What? I'm going to say that. That's what... You know what? I'm gonna make this more interesting. I'm gonna make the I'm gonna make the movie more interesting. Essentially, Edward Lewis worked for the mob. He went in the companies and he was like, you know what? If you don't give me this company so I can break you down and do this shit, I'm gonna break your financial legs. Jesus Christ! And that's what he was about. Then he was sad because love life sucked. He went, took his uh goddamn lawyer car, Philip Stucky. AKA George Costanza. And he was like, I'm about to ride this shit home. I'm sad. And then he went around and he he saw where all the pretty women was at. The 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 uh pretty respectable women. And one of them came into his car offering to wash his windows. And she was like, you know what? I'm trying to just, you know, build get some money for my college degree because I want to be a lawyer. That's what she wanted to be. Air quotes. She wanted to be a lawyer. So then he was like, nah, baby girl, you know what? Just hop in this car, take a ride with me. So then he needed directions. She was the first Siri. What? Think about it. She gave the nigga directions. Freaking, what's her name? Vivian Ward, a.k.a. Julia Roberts, was the first Siri. Gave him directions to his hotel, and he was like, this woman's nice. She wants to be a lawyer. I could fund her career. So then he was like, all right, how much you charge for an hour? And she didn't know her own price. She was like, uh, I mean, uh, 
I could, I, I'm a hundred an hour. And he laughed because he was like, ha, that's cheap. I got you. <laughs> then they went out to the hotel and in the hotel, all the people was looking at her and was like, what is this hoe doing here? So she don't belong here. I guess this was classism that they were trying to show in this rom-com, but I don't give a damn. Uh, <laughs> so then she's like, he stayed and they talked and then I guess they bonded a connection and then did they have sex the first night? I don't think they even slapped cheeks the first night. She didn't slap them cheeks the first night, you feel me? He held off the, he was like, you don't get this dick right away. So then like, I guess the next night and then like, he made a deal with her and was like, yo, I need you for the whole week. This was after she uh gave him that puss. What? She put that thing on his ass and he was like, I need her more often. So <laughs> it was weird though too, cause he didn't do it like how, how she wanted at first. She was, she was kind of annoying, kind of kiddish or whatever. And she was just like, come on, I'm trying to hurry up get this dick. And he was like, hold off, baby girl. We need to know each other. Then he was sitting around watching TV like, and then she like looked at him and he crawled over like a cat. I guess that's what it was. The cat crawl made him get in the mood. So then they got the slapping cheeks. And then he was like, I need to hire you for a whole week. I'll hire you for six days. And then, you know, Vivian Ward was like, you ain't gonna never wanna get rid of me. And he was like, after the six days, I need your ass out. Jesus Christ. All business. All business. And then it goes on, and then she started befriending some of the people at the hotel, but then she tried to, like, buy some clothes at a shop or whatever, and here go more classism, because she dressed... You know what it is? She was dressed like a goddamn clown. Like a cartoon character. I would have been even looking at her like, what the Giggity. f*** does she got on with these damn weird-ass leather boots, this colorful, weak-ass dress shirt thing she got on? Anybody would have looked at her as crazy. But she went into, I guess, it was Gucci, Louis Vuitton. I don't know, one of them high-design fashion motherfucking places. And what happened? They looked at her crazy. She went back to dude, the uh, Edward Lewis, and she he was like... Alright, I gotta go into the store. And then when the store and was like, yeah, this my woman, cash out, respect her. So then we went to another little party dinner thing. And this one they met up with Philip Stuckey, aka George Costanza. And uh, you know what I mean? He told he told George he was he, cause he was like, Oh, you got another woman. I guess he was a ladies' man, who the <laughs> f knows? But people was like, You got another woman, I see you got a lovely woman. La 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 la. And then when uh, he told Philip, he was like, yeah, this is just a, a hoe I bought, you feel me? But I'm feeling her. And he was like, oh, she a hoe? And then he started getting, you know, he started being very R-wordish. And he had his wife, and he was like, yo, how much, how much for the push, you feel me? I'm trying to get in and slide in where I can. And it was like, nigga, what? <laughs> and then afterwards, you know, he, he, uh, uh, what you call it? Edward Lewis ended up because he went over there and was like mad because their business deal fell through and he felt it was her fault. So he was going to punish her by R-wording her, essentially. And then Edward Lewis came in in time, whooped his ass, you know, white knight and shining armor ass nigga. <laughs> you feel me? Came in and then I like they, uh, 
him, Vivian Ward, and Edward Lewis fall in love, connection, and she landed a meal ticket, and she, I mean, they got in an argument, and he heard her, and she left, and he was like, I love her, and she was like, I love him, and he fought for his woman? Oh, the f no. <laughs> shit. really white women white women love this shit actually i ain't gonna put that women love this shit fairy tale cinderella bull malarkey come on now fuck it if it brings love together maybe i'll love it too to the sunset and have kids and I don't know what do rich white men do with white hoes I don't know y'all put in the comment section below what they do I don't know shit I have no idea this is a white classic pretty woman on Hulu look man I don't encourage you decourage you decourage you <laughs> discourage you or whatever, watching movies, films, shows, I don't do none of that shit. I just give my opinion, and on my opinion, this movie it. sucked. This was terrible. Weak-ass movie. But white classic, pretty woman. There you go. Get the f*** out of here. <laughs> God damn it, I'm through. I am through with this shit. Alright, y'all know what time it is. Y'all know what we about to get into. We about to get into meme time. Oh, snap a -rooski. And I got some good memes for y'all. And you know, we just went over Pretty Woman. So I got some Pretty Woman memes. And it got uh the two characters. Got, uh, let me read. Julia Roberts. They got Julia Roberts, Vivian Ward. And they got Richard Jagir, Edward Lewis in this. And it says, hire a prostitute. Begin a beautiful love story. What? <laughs> Fellas out there, I guess it's the way to find love, right? Hire a nightwalker. You'll find love in it. Get this, this dysfunctional Cinderella bullshit out of here. Of course. <laughs> All right, got another meme for y'all. We got a nigga in a suit. He looked like um. A clean version of Edward Scissorhands ass nigga. <laughs> and it says, make $12 an hour. Telemarketing. Always wears a suit to work. Alright, alright. We it was always one person that did wear a suit when they did telemarketing. You feel me? Well, a lot of niggas didn't wear suits in telemarketing. Come on, man. This is false advertisement. Alright. False advertisement memes. <laughs> he pointing to like, yeah, nigga, I'm rich. Working at a telemarketing place. Yeah, right. Get the f out of here at that bull malarkey. <laughs> All right, got another pretty woman meme, you feel me? And it got the same motherfucker carry. Oh, look at her with this, the wig, bro. Got the Tyler Perry wig on. Oh, my God. The wig was horrible. 
I saw they was looking at her monkey ass too. She had a horrible ass wig on. That shit was horrendous. Oh my god. But it got both the main characters in it again. And it reads. My favorite part of Pretty Woman is her joy when he agrees to pay $3,000 for six days. Effectively lowering her $100 an hour rate to $20.83 an hour. Jesus I did the math. And this math is mathing. It is right. <laughs> She keep lowballing herself, bruh. Look, if you a hoe out there, man or woman, don't lowball yourself. Do the math. Math is essential. Math works. <laughs> oh! And start wearing them weak-ass wigs. Oh, they're terrible on all shades of women. Alright, man. Oh, man. Oh, shit. I know my uh, earlier topic was uh, a little... BAM! I know my uh, earlier topic was a little rough, you feel me? You know? Yeah, man. So, uh, I had to lighten the mood with the sad segment in the meantime. Uh, once again, R.I.P. To the, to the family members or the people that got killed out there in Buffalo, New York. Prayers and thoughts to their families. And we tired of this white domestic terrorism, bro. Bullshit. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Kamal. This is another episode of The Gap. Look, man, I got the best audience out there. Give yourself a goddamn hand clap, you feel me? The kids are watching, at least they learning, you feel me? I appreciate y'all, man, for real. Uh... For my tubers out there, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But I do need to tell y'all to sub and share. Sub and share for your boy. It helps out the channel tremendously. For my potters out there, Apple Podcasts, I'm on Google Podcasts, and I'm on SoundCloud. Across all platforms. All you gotta do is type in either The Gab or Kamal Johnson ENT. Bam, and I'll pop right up. I'd like to thank my sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. The garments is fire. They feel good on your skin. Oh, and if it look good on me, it's going to look good on your ugly ass or your beautiful ass or your in-between ass, whatever category you fall into, okay? On that note, I'm out, y'all. Peace. That movie should have been called Lucky Ho with a horseshoe. This was good. This was good. Ooh, yeah.